What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hi, guys. Happy Wednesday. It's Rachel Silver Cohen and Dr. Boca. We've ditched the couch. We're grabbing the mics. Today, we are breaking down all the unpolished wreckage on the corner of Audacity and Advice. This is Unpolished Therapy. Good morning, Dr. Boga. Good morning, Rachel. How are you doing? Doing well. How are yeah. you? I'm doing good. I'm excited to get through another week. We're getting there. Plugging along. We are getting there. We're wrapping up. Well, I don't know if we're wrapping up fall or we're beginning fall in Florida Hard. here. It's hard to do that because the seasons kind of blend a little bit, right? Yeah, totally. My daughter is so into fall. Like for whatever reason, she doesn't even know what fall is other than Florida fall. So my house, every day we go out and she's like, oh, mom, can we buy some pumpkins for the house? And can we put out fall candles? And can you take me to go see leaves and whatever? And last night she called me from the other side of the house and she's like, can I order some sweaters? And I'm thinking, it's 90 fucking degrees outside, but what do you need sweaters for? And she's like, but it's fall. Come on, it's fall. She doesn't even know what fall is. And by the time fall, in quotes, actually gets to Florida, it's like April. So I don't know what fall is, but all I know is that I'm ready for or just a vacation or a fall break or something because it just kind of runs into each other all the way until Thanksgiving at this point. Yeah, it does. And the time does kind of move quickly. So this is sort of like our fall break episode or our episode, I should say, before fall break because even though it's like a Florida fall... <laughs> It's like a trip, right? <laughs> like it's a stumble here in Florida, right? You wake up in the morning and it's a breezy 78 degrees and you're like, ooh, jacket weather. Where's the leather, right? Totally. And at least for me. And then I go inside and I'm like, okay, cool. I can like whip out my fall clothes, right? But then by the time I do make it outside the yep. next go around, it's 173 degrees outside. So totally. I completely missed the mark. No, so but you didn't because we've all done it. Like I get so excited when it goes down to like 50 degrees and I get my Uggs out, right? And I'm all psyched. I'm putting on a jacket. And by jacket, I don't mean a down jacket, but a jacket. And I go into the car and I put the seat warmers on and I go into my first appointment and I come out and I'm like, oh my God, it's like 80 degrees here. What am I doing in Uggs? I look like that crazy person on the street who yeah. totally didn't get the memo, ironically enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for... yeah, And listen, we know our listeners are not just confined to Florida. No. So I just want to say to the Northerners out there or the people west of the Mississippi, it is fall for the rest of you. Yes. We want to live vicariously through you and your amazing autumn fall clothes and just pretend that we are whipping out that great fashion. But here in Florida, it, it is. We're calling it like instead of like a full-blown fall, it's more of like a trip. Florida a trip. trip right? Yeah. And I want to live vicariously through their fall break too, since we don't get a fall break. So I'm signing on board for a fall break. I am hereby instituting that unpolished therapy is going to take a fall break. What do you think of that? I love it. Or that fumble. Fall fumble. fumble. You know me with like my alliteration. Love it. So the fall fumble. And here's the other thing too I want to ask you, Dr. Boca, sort of more veering now towards the non-therapy therapy. It's like 
everything that goes on, it's like this either or, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's either 73 degrees in the morning and we're whipping out whatever we can find to leather up and feel like we have that fall in us, right? Or three hours later, we've missed the ball, right? We've, yep. we've missed the mark and now we look like idiots. And what I'm trying to incorporate in this fall fumble, if you will, is the concept of and both. Okay. Oh. I don't know. I was doing a little bit of reading on this and you were my first thought that... Oh, love that. I hope. Yeah. No, for <laughs> real. This is my backhanded sort of unpolished compliment in the sense that you really have kind of permeated into my, oh. albeit unpolished, kind of the way that my head moves. But I love that. This either or concept that you've always sort of said to me, like, I'm so all or none, or I need to <laughs> learn how to meet in the middle. And when I heard this kind of concept of like, and both... Mm -hmm. I was like, huh, we're on to something. Yeah. And then I kind of wanted to sort of like dive in a little bit with you here okay. on the corner of Audacity and Advice because the examples I have mm -hmm. that I've given it a little bit of thought, they are unpolished. Like for instance, okay, so you know, as I'm getting older now and I'm kind of dealing with like this perimenopausal Mess. problem. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be polite here, but Why? we're way past problem. It's just a complete <laughs> debacle. But I love to eat, but yet perimenopause doesn't like the fact that I love to eat, right? Mm -hmm. And it's showing up in places that it didn't <laughs> show up before. So, you know, you know, I'm into my kombucha mm -hmm. and I'm into my kimchi. And for those of you out there who are like, kimchi, what? Like kimchi, <laughs> I don't know. It's supposed to be good for your digestion. It tastes like shit, but I... Does it make you shit? And both scenario that like, all right, so I'm going to buy the kimchi, but like I'm eating the kimchi with cheese. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so like, that's my and Man. both. Like I want to be healthy. I want my internal gut system to move better and be more efficient. But I don't know that the rule in, of the kimchi gods thought that that was paired best with like bread and melted cheese. Well, so, probably not the bread, but to <laughs> me, maybe the cheese being a fermented type of cheese or like something that tastes like ass also. So, you, you know, you I don't know. It, but I'm the bread's trying to, again, incorporate this and both. So my other okay. thing is I've been drinking kombucha okay. while we're on like the K topic here. Does that I've been taste drinking good? that for a while. No, it doesn't okay. taste good. But at least they try. The kombucha people try to mask the horrendousness <laughs> with a lot of different flavors. So I buy it all. I try to drink it again for you listeners out there if we haven't completely bored you. Kombucha is another thing that's supposed to be great for gut health. Well, in my world of instead of either or, or all or none, uh -huh. I am now trying to incorporate into my fall foliage of and both. I was like, wait a second. I love tequila and I have this flavored kombucha. And I kid you not, I my new drink of choice now is like I'm drinking tequila with the kombucha in it. So now we have kombucha and tequila. So am I not getting this quote unquote assignment? Right? Oh my gosh, that's hysterical. Okay. okay. With this and both. Help me out, please. Okay. So uh, the first question I have, and I'm going to go to the details first, which is not usual for me. But when you were drinking tequila before, just as an understanding of painting the whole picture here, did you drink it straight or did you drink it? with some chaser or some filler or whatever the mixed drink I in was it. drinking it and I still do drink it when I want to be an either or type of girl instead mm -hmm. of my and both new experiments uh -huh. I suppose no 
tequila on the rocks in a stem glass with a shitload of lime. And my new thing, because I like a little spice to my life, is I add jalapeno. So that's how I zhuzh it up. The thing with the kombucha that like the light bulb went off is that, again, kombucha is supposed to be great for gut health, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. I hadn't had my kombucha for the day, but Mm -hmm. I looked at the clock and I was like, wow, it's drink o'clock somewhere, (laughs) meaning right here. And I'm like, why don't I just combine the two? It's an and both kind of day. And let's put the kombucha in the tequila. And if you were going to drink the kombucha anyway by itself, I see no problem with why you wouldn't put it in the tequila. That would make total sense to me. Now, if you said we're adding 600 calories and your goal was not to gain weight, then I might say to you that would not be the best and both equation here. But if it's the same amount of calories, what's the difference if you're going to add it in or drink it separate? So I like that and both. I think that works totally fine. Now, the cheese issue with the kimchi. Kimchi and cheese. I'll have the kimchi and cheese sandwich, please. Okay. First of all, I want to vomit just listening to that, (laughs) but I guess you're not supposed to yuck somebody else's yum. So, and it doesn't sound like you're yumming it too much, but I apologize if I did do that. I would say to you that, again, what is your goal here? You know, if we're going to say yes to everything, that is also an extreme. So if we're going to do this and both, and and both is actually, hey, well, you know, what's another one of these things? That's just another form of going to an extreme. And I would say we have to kind of revisit this. But if it makes sense with the goals that you have, and it's a way for you to meet that goal while still staying within the weight parameter if that's your goal is to lose weight, then we have to make choices of the both and both will stick with that goal and help the gut health goal. Does mm. that make sense? Am I saying yeah, that correctly? Yes. And I was just using sort of like the food scenario as kind of one example. The, sure. The, the metamorphosis of all mm-hmm. this or like that light bulb where I had like this aha moment went off about the and both. Actually, and again, true story here, no embellishment, not hyperbole, nothing. But I, I do want to share it because I know that you'll be chomping at the bit from the non-therapy therapy standpoint. Okay. I had the dog trainer here last week. We've already talked about the dog at nausea and we're not going to go through a whole thing with the dog, but I'm really just using this as such an unbelievable aha moment. Okay. Okay. So the dog trainers here, you know, the dog's like five minutes old, right? It's a puppy. And what does the dog know, right? With the exception of that, she's now living under the roof of Mrs. Hannigan (laughs) and I expect what I expect. Okay. So the dog trainer's here and we're going through some lessons. And I say to the dog trainer something along the lines of, well, I mean, we've been practicing this a a lot. Like, I mean, I told her to sit and she's not sitting and I don't understand. And the dog trainer, who again, doesn't know anything about me other than the fact that I'm a person, I'm her client, we have a new dog and she's, you know, again, we don't get into any details. She doesn't know what a completely unpolished person I am. She looked me dead in the eye and she said, Rachel, you have to lower your expectations. She's Mm -hmm. four months old. And Dr. Boca, in that moment, hand to God, I didn't know if I wanted to laugh or if I wanted to cry because she, as the dog trainer, who's now only known me, you know, for a couple sessions in the house, she literally hit the nail on the head with like my whole big unpolished production Mm -hmm. of problems of what makes me tick, this expectation situation. And Mm -hmm. that I was like, oh my God, like that isn't and both. Like I am either or. And the and both would be, she's four months old and we're trying to work it out. And sometimes she listens and sometimes she doesn't. So Mm -hmm. and you're working on it. Both, she did it. 
or maybe she didn't, but it's not like the end of the oh world. Oh my God, you've now failed at training a dog who's four seconds old. And mm-hmm. I thought of you in that moment because I was like, that really is a great example of like even kind of just trying to train the dog. I think that like, where are the cliff notes? Let's just get this done. Why mm-hmm. is the dog not doing what I needed to do? Why? Because the dog's a fucking baby. That's mm-hmm. why. Yeah, that's exactly it. And she was dead on with that expectation, a component of you or part of you. And I would say to you that that part of you is an interesting part of you because I think that I've been doing some research now and studying now on this different school of therapy, which is called internal family systems therapy. And it looks to us as people as having parts. And these parts, i.e. high expectations, we would want to get curious about and learn a little bit about because in my belief, it is serving as a protective function for you, keeping you protected from something, whatever that something is. And since this isn't real therapy, we're not going to go into trying to learn about that piece of you. But we can get curious about that piece of you and not see it as a bad thing. You're sitting here going, oh my God, my high expectations are a bad thing. Like I have to lower that piece of me. But it doesn't just happen because we say, oh, we have to lower that. That's feeding into you having an expectation of your expectations. So we have to kind of just back away from that and kind of get curious about what is that need to have high expectations? What does that want to tell us about ourselves? What does that want to help us understand? What does that part of us need in order that maybe, just maybe, we can give it some space and allow it to rest a little bit. And in doing that, because I'm sure having high expectations all the time is fucking exhausting for you, right? And you're constantly hitting yourself up against disappointment or in order to avoid that disappointment, you're doing more and more and more and more. And then you're being critical when you fall short or somebody else falls short, which is another part of you. So I would just encourage you not to beat yourself up and not to even call yourself unpolished about it because it's just a part of you that's developed over years and now you're aware of it. Mm -hmm. And we just have to, you have to, not we, because we're not going to do therapy here, but we Mm. have to start getting curious about it, what it's telling you about you and what your needs are right now. And kind of learn to appreciate that part of you because in many ways it served a very productive function for you, I'm sure, once you get to know it a little bit. And it probably is now starting to seep into other areas of your life that maybe if we could give it a break, we would free you up of other things. But I don't know if that makes sense. It's just a different way of conceptualizing this expectation piece because I think all of us are very critical of ourselves when we figure something like this and both revelation out that we don't live in this space or that we're holding a four-month-old dog to these really high standards that Hazel's going to be in the award show of all dogs, whatever that thing is. I forget. Oh, yeah. The Westminster The Westminster, yes. Like as though Hazel's making it to the Westminster dog show, right? I have to just tell you, and again, this is my, and you're going to say, Rachel, don't say that. You know, this is, I was about to say, this is my fucked up thinking. And I already know you well enough to say, stop being so hard on my friend, Rachel. Right. Not fucked up. But to your point about Westminster Dog Show, a friend of mine told me about a show on Netflix. And again, sidebar just for a second, but I'll show you how I kind of land the plane on this one. Okay. The show is called Seven Days Out, I believe. And each episode, it's only about 40 minutes each episode, but each episode is about an event or a topic 
and it's seven days leading up to whatever that topic is. So i.e., one of them is the grand opening of a restaurant. Another one is the opening of like a fashion show. Uh, Another one, for instance, is seven days out to the Westminster Dog Show. (laughs) Okay. And I, hands to God again, not embellishing, not hyperbole. I watched the episode, which that in and of itself is an and both. Because before I even had the dog, even though I'm a huge fan of the movie Best in Show, Uh which is beyond hilarious, okay, best ever. I don't know that I would have even took taken the time to watch a show seven days out of a dog show. I, I probably wouldn't. No, but you because wouldn't. Because now I have this dog, I'm watching the seven days out and I'm seeing that there are people from all walks of life who are the dog handlers and the dog owners mm-hmm. and what goes into raising, if you will, a show dog, right? And Dr. Boca, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh my God, like maybe Hazel could be... <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. I'm like, maybe Hazel, you know, she oh, isn't, despite what everyone else out there, all these yents of vaginas think that my dog is a doodle and not a poodle. <laughs> I am here to say she is a purebred, which I think that's sort that's of part criteria. of it, right? I'm like, oh my God, check. We got that right. She's very adorable. Check. Yes. The trainer that I have here, despite the fact that she thinks that I have very high expectations that I need to lower, she is still giving Hazel an excellent report card and oh. saying that she's knocking it out of the park. Wow. But here I am in my unpolished head watching seven days out for 40 minutes and not five minutes in, I'm like, oh my God, could my dog <laughs> show in the Westminster dog show? Yes. What is wrong with me? Yes. When, it, well, nothing, but yes, at the same time. <laughs> that you win that lottery ticket that you think you're getting. That's when your dog's going to be in the Westminster. Again, listen, I appreciate the excitement. You have always identified yourself as that type A, drive, ambition, want to get it done, can't tolerate incompetence of other people. So of course, you would have these high expectations, but we want to understand what it's doing to you, what purpose it's serving for you, where it lives inside of you, you know, all of these things, because the more curious we get about it, the more likelihood it's going to tell you what it needs from you in order to calm down a little bit and step away for a little bit and kind of free you just a little bit to see what it might be like if that part of you didn't jump into action all the time. It would be interesting to see what kind of personality does Hazel develop if you didn't have these high expectations, right? right? I won't use your children as examples because that's personal property, so to speak. But of course, I would look at, although my kids are personal property too, but I'm not you know, disclosing anything, but I would look at what impact would that play on my children and what message does that send and for what reason? You know, what is that doing? Because it is serving a function for you. It's protecting you in some way, shape or form. And we have to understand why and what and what it needs and what you need to do in order to kind of settle it down a little bit. I don't know if that really makes sense to you. I'm trying to dummy it down a little bit. So no disrespect, but I mean, I'm just learning about it, but it's really a fascinating way to kind of look at all the things that go on inside of us or the parts of us and understand them without berating them and being critical of them and trying to make them go away and beating ourselves up like we're unpolished and, you know, what the fuck is wrong with me and all of these things, because eventually that takes its toll on us. Well, the best part about what you said is that 
this isn't real therapy. So yay for me that we don't have to answer that right now. And I am off the hook on that one. I mean, yes. literally by hook or by crook, this is the best time to say, folks out there, this is not real therapy. Thank so goodness. remember everything Dr. Focus says, everything that we're talking about, we're really just, this is entertainment purposes. I'm the guinea pig in this moment now, but I love that now I get to pick and choose when I want to say, hmm, I don't have to answer that because this isn't real therapy. And then when I want to dump my problems out to you and say, but just in case, like, but if it was, like, it may or may not be blah, blah, blah. So we want to protect Dr. Boca's license and remind the folks it's not real therapy. But I think it's great that you were able to see how it was playing out. And I do think that this and both can be an awesome mind shift for people, right? However, like I was talking about with the kimchi and the cheese, we just have to be careful that we don't say, oh, well, you know what? Both, you know, why not? And it become to the extreme where we're sabotaging ourselves. And I agree with you. And that is so now kind of more like on a broad strokes for the listeners too, because, you know, we, we always want you guys to chime in on this. Do you think too that like, in my case, I'm looking at and both as more of like, that's the positive Mm -hmm. versus the negative connotation of an either or, Mm -hmm. or is that just my psyche? Would you say that most people look at things as like an either or is like a yes or a no? If you do this, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. And that falls under the either or column versus this and both that we're going to meet in the middle. We're going to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And we're going to give ourselves grace. Yeah. And I would say that the vast majority of people that I see are coming from the either or category, right? Oh, they, good. I feel better then. Yeah. You're not alone in that, especially... The or type. wait, unless that just means that I really do need real therapy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am going to sit that one out and you can take all the experiences that we've had okay. on this podcast and You're make You're pleading. Dr. Pogue is pleading the fifth, everyone. Exactly. We know what that means. Thank you. Thank you. So I would say to you, I would think that you surround yourself by a lot of similar people to yourself, the overachievers, the hard workers, the overthinkers, the run, 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 move, 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 move. Those that are very hard on themselves have high expectations. Therefore, they tend to go into the either or category. I would tell you that no extreme is great. So either or is not necessarily great. And both is a great way of honoring multiple choices and taking a little bit of the best of everything and incorporating it. However, if we take all of everything, we wind up in an extreme again, which is what I was saying before. So we just have to kind of be careful that, oh, and, 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 you know, think about that from a food perspective, just as an example. Oh, we can have this and this and this and this. Okay, well, well, no, you can't because then eventually you're going to be 400 pounds. Well, guess what? And it's funny that you say this. And and what I love so much about our time together is how organic it is that like, again, you guys out there, we there's no script or anything. We oh, don't no. even really know what we're talking about until we pop on and, and we ditch the couch and we grab the mics. But when you use the and both example, and then you use food, I will tell you, and this is something, again, vulnerability moment here that has come up, not recently, but in many years ago, from a therapy perspective, when I was a little kid, I went to a buffet for the Mm -hmm. first time. Okay. Mm -hmm. If Mm -hmm. I've discussed this with you, you can interrupt me. Again, this is as true of a true story as it gets. You know, I have a twin brother and we were at a family event, but it was a buffet. For I've never been to a buffet before. And Mm -hmm. I was in front of my brother on the line and he was behind me. So... 
I didn't have eyes behind my head back then. So I didn't know what he was taking from the buffet line, but I didn't know. I was never taught. So I put my plate out and the people on the other side of of the row, Mm -hmm. it was just like, thank you, sir. May I have another? Thank you, sir. May I have another? I just (laughs) said yes to everything, right? That's all Uh I knew. And both, right? Sure. Yes, 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 yes. Sign me up for yes. I have no idea what my brother, and again, my twin brother behind Mm -hmm. me was accepting as food on his plate. We now get to the table. We circle back around. We're sitting at the table and everyone now at the table starts cracking up. Look at the twins. My plate, you can't even find the bottom of it. Okay. I'm ready to go to the electric chair. He's got two things on his plate, you know, like chicken dinosaurs and French fries or whatever, you know, chicken wing, whatever it is at the time. And in that moment, again, these are things that you remember. I didn't know. I thought you're giving me every option. Why not? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Sign me up. My brother, unbeknownst to me, he did the either or. If I take the French fries, I'm good. I don't need to have the mashed potatoes also, right? And I don't know if maybe that's where it stems from. But then I say this to you, Dr. Boca, like, why are some of the ors, why are they not and both? Like, I don't know, again, if this is the most pertinent example to use in this frame of reference, but like, when we use the expression, the chicken or the egg, like what came first, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. Maybe the chicken and the egg came first. Why does it have to be one or the other? Well, because I think biologically one of them has to come first, doesn't it? But then what? Oh, I don't know the answer because that's the philosophical question that they're asking. And if we all knew the answer, then it wouldn't be the question that everybody but why always can't asks. It, but, I, but again, and I say it facetiously. Right. I understand like, why can't it be both? Or the egg. How, why isn't that old age, wise tale of philosophical questions that's still a conundrum all these centuries later? Why wasn't that expression ends both? I don't know because I'm not a philosophy person, but my guess would be because we're talking about in that actual experience, right? Chickens and eggs, there's a biological component. One comes out of the other, right? And now one could say we had a chicken, two chickens had sex and they produced an egg. So then the chicken came first. Or we can, you know, we had the egg first. I don't know. Maybe it's all to fuck with our heads. So it It excuse the fact that you took everything on the buffet line and your brother didn't and all was set on path for you for eternity. I don't know the answer, but it is a stimulating question. One that I get anxious about when we deal with philosophical questions because a part of me likes to have a finite answer Mm -hmm. and that will never be a finite answer. I will tell you that to this day, I had a friend say to me probably about 20 years ago, everything I tell you is a lie, right? And I still fixate on that. I'm like, oh, is that person telling me the truth when they talk to me? Or was the thing that they said a lie that everything is a lie? And mm-hmm. it fucks I get that. Head, yeah. right? So yeah. it's the same yeah. thing with chicken eggs. So I avoid philosophical things, but I do understand where you're getting at is why is there an or? Why were we conditioned early on to have an or? Why Can I throw out another one? Because yes. I, I mean, I could do philosophical stuff all day long. It's like my favorite thing in the world. Like even if you just said like, why? I mean, just I could run with that ball till what and that's why I, make, I love you. You know, the touchdown. But here's one too, like the forest through the trees. Like when people say, like, you can't see the forest through the trees, I would sit there and argue, but the trees are the forest. So mm-hmm. yes, you can, right? And that's the stuff, again, in my opinion. Again, I am not a doctor. I know I try to play one on TV, but 
that type of attitude, right? Mm-hmm. Where I'm constantly trying to pick it apart and prove pick it, wrong. it apart, dissect it, analyze, and then put it back together and have it have you agree with my way. Mm-hmm. That isn't and both. And I think that's what I'm getting to. I, yes. I am by nature this either or, even though with the buffet, I decided that I was and both <laughs> because no one taught me <laughs> otherwise. And it's just interesting that I am now, as we go into this Florida fall foliage or fall fumble, if you will, right? As we mm-hmm. go into a couple of weeks now where we're going to take this fall break, I do want to try to be cognizant of breaking that either or and mm-hmm. trying to stick with this and both, even if it comes in the form of kimchi and cheese sandwiches. And you know what, Rach? I think it's an amazing way. Anytime we identify something about ourselves that feels very one-sided or very extreme or very unproductive for us to step out and try it a different way. So one of those things is, you know, for a lot of people that are fearful of things, say yes. Always Mm -hmm. say yes. Just see what happens, right? That would be an example of the and both. It's just do something different for yourself. So for me, and both works, but either or works for me also because I tend not to live in either or, no pun intended, Mm -hmm. in either or space. That's just not how I usually run. I kind of, sometimes I'm either or and sometimes I'm and both. It all just depends. But we've had these discussions that you tend to live on one side of that equation. So I would challenge you. And I I hope it's okay that I'm going to share with the audience. I know you're coming up on a trip that I have been on. Mm -hmm. And this trip, in fact, will get you to look at yourself and look at some of these concepts and say, huh, can I do the and both here? Can I say yes? Can I go outside of the box? Can I put that expectation piece to the side temporarily and find that space where I can just see and be curious and explore what happens in me when, right? All of us, in this conversation, we're saying all the same things. It's just a matter of getting in touch with our true self and kind of figuring out where's that space that I can live in? And oh, by the way, Rach, understand that even if you became and both, that doesn't have to be an absolute also, Mm -hmm. right? That doesn't have to be the only way to do it because then you're just swapping one extreme for another extreme set of, of rules. So, I mean, I'm so excited for you to go on this trip because I think this, all of these things that you're bringing up, especially today, are so relevant on this trip. Yeah. And I think you're so right. And I love how you sort of wrap. I don't know that I can top that. But as you were saying it, what was registering to me is, hold on a second. If I now become and both, I'm doing exactly what you just said I was doing. I'm really just swapping one extreme for the other. And I guess the goal is to say, I'm never not going to be a picker, a partner. I'm not going to not not analyze. But Mm -hmm. is this scenario something that works better for an either or? Or, or (laughs) can I try to come to the middle and incorporate this and both. So Mm -hmm. I am going to take your advice, even though, again, to the folks listening, it's not real therapy, but we're real friends and I love our unpolished time together. And I am going to take it for face value. And as I do go on this journey, which is why we are taking this fall fumble, if you will, or this (laughs) fall break, I'm going to really take to heart 
this conversation and I'm going to pack it in my suitcase. And I can't wait to come back and break down that wreckage with you and see where we am both, where we either or, where we and or, or either both, or that combination of that Venn diagram of emotions and decisions. Yeah. And you did top that right there. I mean, that's beautiful. And I think the lesson here is just breathe, right? And be curious. If I've taken anything out of that training that I'm going through right now is let's be curious about things. Let's not be critical about things. Let's not be judgmental. Let's not be hard on. Let's not punish. Let's not be cruel. We don't want to do that to other people. And we certainly the hell don't want to do that to ourselves. And we are so unkind to ourselves. So if we can just start looking at these things that we do and these things that we say with curiosity and take a step away from it and just try to understand that every part of us, whether it's the fun part, whether it's the sarcastic part, the critical part, the overprotective part, the type A part, whatever part that is, they all serve a function for us. And to understand it and connect with it and just see what it does for us and be grateful that it does some things, even when it doesn't feel like it's doing something good for us, it is doing something. Otherwise, it would not have been a part of us. So I think this is going to be such an amazing experience for you. The growth of yourself, your connection. And for our listeners, for those of you who don't know, she's going to be going on a women's trip to Israel. And so this opportunity, talk about a fall fumble. Let me take a fall fumble to Israel here. Like, you know, twist my arm. I'll go again. It's an amazing experience, but it's also an experience of self-discovery. And to do that in such an amazing country with an amazing group of women is really a once in a lifetime opportunity, Rach. So for you, I just wish you the ability to just breathe and relax and soak it all in and maybe even challenge yourself to soak it all in and not even form any opinions or judgments or analyze anything until you have space to distance yourself from it so that you can look at it and really like marinate in it because so much will come out of it if you aren't doing your either or, you know, to start off with and you just kind of go in it and see what happens. So, you know, safe travels to you. And I, on the other hand, will be sitting here doing school stuff and Halloween and schlepping the kids to and from bar and bat mitzvahs and parties and all of that stuff. So feel badly for the peasant folk that you leave behind. Oh, please. please. I'm not going to feel badly for anyone. I feel (laughs) I'm going to take your advice and I'm going to not be critical. I'm going to be curious. To the listeners out there, I hope if you've learned nothing from today, that's such a great piece of advice. Let's all be more curious and let's be less critical. Let's come to the middle of either and both or the either or. Give ourselves some grace. We are going into this fall bumble or this fall foliage or this fall break, depending on where you are in the country, what region you're listening in from. And we're all going to kind of just take a break to recollect, regroup, to grow, to evolve. I'll be evolving, of course, as Dr. Boca said in Israel. Dr. Boca will be evolving on the carpool line. But nonetheless, (laughs) we will be evolving nonetheless. And as much as I'm looking forward to this break, I'm equally looking forward and both, Dr. Boca, to coming back to share it with you and to have you help me kind of break all that down because I'm sure I'm going to come back with a wealth of overwhelmment in all of the columns. So thank you for the the well wishes. I look forward to coming back and sharing it with you. And to the listeners out there, if you have questions or concerns or comments, or you want to stick your two cents in on if you are an and both or an either or and examples of what that 
means to you and how it resonates in your life, please feel free to reach out to us. Also, let us know what you think just on a side note. What did come first, the chicken or the egg? (laughs) We would like to know. We would like to know. So you know how to reach us. We are unpolishedtherapy at gmail.com. We are on Facebook and Instagram at unpolished therapy. And of course, on Twitter, which is definitely an either or, it's not an and both (laughs) um, at untherapy. But truly from our corner of audacity and advice to your corner of either or or and both, we are thrilled to have you with us every Wednesday. We will be taking a few short weeks off on our fall break, our fall foliage, our fall fumble, whatever you want to call it. That is your decision. That's your and both or your either or. Dr. Boca, I love you. I will I miss you. you. And we'll be back next time when we ditch the couch, grab the mics. We break down all the wreckage on Unpolished Therapy. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage. <laughs>